0: A paper presented at the American Heart Association meeting in Orlando has provided new data about the optimum duration of thynapyridine therapy to be recommended for patients receiving drug-eluting stents. Greg Stone delivered data from the Texas DES landmark trials, and I took the opportunity of asking him about his latest findings.
1: We took the three TAXIS trials which were prospective double-blind randomized trials in which the TAXIS SR or slow-release stent was investigated and this is the stent that's currently commercialized in the United States and around the world and this was approximately 2700 patients and it's very important to note that this was a double-blind prospective randomized trial in which is hundred percent data capture and there can be no bias for operators or the study coordinators from one stent versus the other because everyone's blinded to which stent patients got either bare metal or or drug eluding and we took all the patients who at the one-year period had not had an adverse event and that was because up to one year the recommendation currently is for aspirin and thianopyridines. and we then looked at patients who were on thianopyridines at one year whether bare metal or drug eluting stents and off thianipyridines at one year whether bare metal or drug eluting stents and the protocol had recommended six months of thianopyridine but of course you could be on longer and about fifty five percent in both groups that is the bare metal and the paclitaxel eluding stent arm were on on the drug thianipiridine clopidogrel at uh, one year.
0: One arm was the taxis group on or off the clopidogrel, and the other group was the bare metal stent on or off the clopidogrel. What were your results?
1: But what we found was that overall, it didn't really make a difference. We looked at death, we looked at myocardial infarction, we looked at stent thrombosis, and we looked at the combination thereof, both one year after the landmark period and at five years after the landmark period. And there was weak trends that both groups had slightly less stent thrombosis um, on the thianipyridine, but that's the bare metal stent group as well as the taxis group and it didn't approach statistical significance. In terms of death and myocardial infarction, the harder endpoints it made no difference whatsoever. So overall we could not conclude from this study that there was any benefit to routinely con- continuing a after one year. However, it should be noted that these were relatively simple patients with single de novo lesions in native coronary arteries without thrombus, acute myocardial infarction, only with one or two stents at the most. So we can't make any conclusions from this study about more complex patients or lesions.
0: Also, earlier you mentioned there was a crossover phenomenon to consider Mm -hmm. here as not all patients who began on the thyroid and pyridine were at a later date. So can you give us a bit more insight into that?
1: Sure. You know, it's, everyone always thinks if you're on a landmark that means you're on the drug at one point in time, you're just going to take it indefinitely, and that's not the case. We were able in this study to collect whether or not patients were on a thiandipyridine at one year, two year, three year, four year, five year. And it turns out that if you were on the drug at one year, that some patients stopped taking it. So by the time you get to five years, only about 57% were on the drug in addition of those who were not taking the drug at one year some of them start taking it so at the end of five years about fifteen percent were actually taking it so that has to be taken into account when one looks at this analysis however we finally looked at the twelve patients in the taxes group that actually had stent thrombosis eight were in the on the drug at one year group, I'm sorry, eight were in the not on the drug at one year group, and four were in the on drug at one year group. And if you looked at the time from either taking it or not taking it to the event, it tended to be hundreds of days, in some case a thousand days, meaning we couldn't find a temporal relationship between whether or not you were taking the drug and whether or not you actually had a stent thrombosis. So overall, we could not find much of a relationship.
0: So what was your initial reaction to see that there was no difference between bare metal and drug
1: eluting stents here? Well, I think that most of the stent thrombosis still occurs early, within 30 days. And I think when you're going to get healing, most of the healing still occurs within six months or so. So I think the biggest effect of clopidogrel or thienopyridine, maybe it will now be prasugrel in some patients after this uh, meeting, is really going to be within that first six-month period. After that, maybe in an occasional patient, it will make a difference for stent thrombosis. Uh, but I think in most patients, it probably doesn't. On the other hand, long-term thianopyrinines may have other benefits, okay, beyond stent thrombosis in patients who are at risk for atherothrombotic events, but that's a different study.
0: What practical implications can this have then?
1: Overall, I think this study would tell you that one does not need to routinely continue clopidogrel in patients, relatively simple patients, relatively simple lesions, who are doing well at one year. Then after that period, aspirin alone is sufficient.
0: That was Greg Stone from the Cardiovascular Research Foundation speaking to me at the American Heart Association annual meeting in Orlando. For the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Sarah Maxwell.